student i'm your host mon and i'm your co-host nick in today's mini episode we're going to be actually talking about a very important and very pivotal moment of australian culture okay we're going to talking about the advertisement that scotty from marketing first made in 2006 the tourism ad that literally changed the landscape of the tourism industry in Australia. Yes, we are talking about where the bloody hell are ya? The advertisement that shat the bed just like Scotty shat himself in 1997 and Ganine Mackers. And the more you deny it, <laughs> Scotty, the more we'll say it. <laughs> we'll say it until he believes it, okay? We're gonna... Sp- like, I... I where did that where did that actually come from the whole scotty like you know shitting himself i found out yesterday actually a prominent journalist's mate used to work at engadine maccas and the way the rumor started was on radio and so this radio journalist his mate used to work at engadine maccas and apparently this guy saw it so like they go on the radio and they start saying things and that's why when Yesterday, when half the country was being put into lockdown, Scott Morrison goes onto the radio to talk about lockdown and the fact that he keeps fucking up the vaccine rollout, and he just, he's like, also, I did not shit myself at 1997 Engadine Mackers. It was the same <laughs> vibes as Bill Clinton saying, I did not have sexual relations with that woman or whatever he's fucking said. Like, bro, we, I don't care. I said this in the Croc Hunter episode, but I don't care if it's actually true. But mm. spiritually, it's, it's true. It's the fact that it happened. It's the fact that it happened. It's the fact that... Th- there's a rumor about it or that it's confirmed to be true it's just the fact that scott morrison our literal prime minister the leader of our country has shat himself in a maccas yep that's the most funniest thing. and he I didn't even have that. the political influence to like keep that rumor down that's how much we respect mm. our politicians get fucked scomo <laughs> i remember like back in the uh, mid-2000s like uh do you know the uh chasers the chases, as in like the show. Yeah, like legit the show, the the satire group. Oh wait, the satire. I meant like I meant the show, like the chaser, as in like the 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 one on Channel Seven before Channel oh, like, Seven News, which I hate. Oh. I hate. I don't like Seven News, but the chaser. No, as in, like, the, the chase is really good. I. It's my favorite okay. quiz show. But anyway, mm-hmm. no, I'm talking the chases. Uh, ABC. Um, there were a satire group, they still are a satire group, um, they were one of the few people to survive the, uh, journalism ban back in, like, early of this mm-hmm. year. You remember when all journalism was just, like, taken off of Facebook? And the only thing yeah, we had left I remember that. was, like, satire? The Chaser and the Batuta yeah. Advocate were, like, two of the ones in Australia that survived. So, anyway, mm-hmm. um, back in the early 2000s, our Prime Minister was John Howard, and yeah, they went up and tried to hug him with a chainsaw. That's how much we respect our prime minister. 
Because oh a viral photo went around with a guy hugging John Howard, but the guy accidentally had a uh, screwdriver in his hand. In America, that would not fly. That man would get shot. That would not fly. Like, mm-hmm. like oh my god, he's got a, he's got a fucking weapon. But in Australia, it's like, hey, want a hug? A classic, classic Australia. But I feel like during that time, the early 2000s, there was just so much interesting... It was a very interesting point in Australia because Australia was playing with a lot of... It was playing with itself in a very interesting way. You know what I mean? Like, it had a lot of, like, weird comments that are quite self-aware but also not at the same time. And it was playing on the stereotype that, oh, my God, we're Australian and we're all so chill and just so, like funny and we're just really laid back you know like oh my god we're just so laid back that we like committed like a genocide on like our indigenous people yeah this was in a very transitional time where like the white australia policy has been repealed indigenous people are technically people but we still haven't said sorry yet and you know that was like the bare minimum just saying sorry but like we still haven't done that yet so this ad comes out and it's showing it's showing the usual Australia tourism bullshit. And it's like, oh, look at these golden beaches, these indigenous people, the rivers, the rain, the the waterfall. Oh, look at this magnificent landscape that we're fucking up for for fucking coal. Oh my god. Yes. Oh look, there's a barbecue. Oh my god. Wouldn't you just want to be here? And then Lara Bingle, a model, says the line, Where the bloody hell are ya? And that's where it started. It, that's just where it started. And the most craziest thing was the fact that, like, it had such a stereotypical view of Australia. And, like, Australia itself stereotypes itself. And we were talking about in the um, Croc Hunter episode about how there's a stereotype and... This is stereotype of Australia being like all barren landscapes and deserts and it's just like the outback and all of that when Australia is like not like that at all. Um, Like we live in the city, we live in the burbs, we live in the suburbs. So like... (laughs) But why are we talking about why the bloody hell are you and Scott Morrison in the same breath? Well, because this ad is where the Scotty from marketing tagline comes from. Because Scott Morrison was the man in charge of Tourism Australia when this advertising campaign started. And the reason that this advertising campaign fucked up is because we are advertising to a primarily white audience. We're advertising in this ad to America, Northern America, and the UK, Europe. But the thing is... You can't say bloody on the television in the UK, and you can't say hell on television in North America. Like, you can't- so, like, where the bloody hell are ya? Like, bro, you just killed two birds with one stone in the worst way possible. And there was actually marketing figures. You could see that there was a significant drop in Australian tourism after this ad. Like, you you couldn't show it. Like, you could, but only after, like, 9pm, and only after a bunch of fucking court shit. But the fact that it's so easy to advertise Australia, it is, like, how would you do it? It's so easy. 
how would I do it was I would actually focus on, well, be very a lot of things about Australia because okay, I would mainly focus on Indigenous people, but I also don't want to exoticize Indigenous people at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd rather have if I were to be running the marketing campaign, I would have it solely based on Australia in the cities. Mm, like I love that. Like I would have. I would have two different advertisements. So I had one basing on Australia in the cities. So you've got Sydney, but you also have the coffee culture in Melbourne. You have all of these beautiful sites that are in Melbourne, historical sites, all of that. And mixed in within the cities are like, you know, instead of calling the cities Melbourne, we actually call them by their, you know, their indigenous Aboriginal names. names. Yes, the Indigenous I love names that. as well. So it's voiced by Indigenous people. It's created by Indigenous people. And it's got all of this, like, you know, even though it's about the cities, it does have indigenous ties to it. And I want that to be connected to it. And I want the, like, I want the crew. I want the people that are riding it. I want it to be all indigenous people. I know this is just all a dream, but I want it to happen. And so I want another one, like another advertisement solely based on, you know, because I don't want tourism to just be exoticizing indigenous people. I just don't like that. Like, I love the way New Zealand advertises their country. Mm. Like, they have... They, they do it through producing Lord of the Rings movies, though. They do. And what's really beautiful, their advo- their campaigns are about Māoris mm. and about how, you know, their culture, but also about New Zealand's landscape as well. And that's beautiful. And Australia has amazing landscape. And I feel like there's so much emphasis put on the Australian landscape when... The Australian economy and small businesses in like rural towns and stuff like that are just as amazing. And it's just, yeah, like I would have done a better job if I just put more focus on indigenous people instead of just having a tagline at the end of being like, we spent 40,000 years rehearsing for this. And I was like, no, honey, no. Scotty, indigenous people are not to be exoticized to people that are outside of Australia. Like, he, I know this might be a crazy fact for you, Scotty, but indigenous people are actually people. Well, <laughs> like, wait, no, no, no. He's still, he's still, he's still trying to figure out that women are people. Give him space. That's true. Give him time. I know. I know. And we don't want to tell him about the non-binaries and the trans and oh my the God, don't. gays. Jenny he'll start like Jenny does out. not have the emotional capacity to explain that to Scott Morrison. Do you know how hard yeah. Jenny worked to to make Scott Morrison understand that, hmm, women are people? She works so hard for us. No, but it, it, it's, it's true. It's the fact that like, that would be how I would advertise Australia. Like, I don't want to exoticize any indigenous people at all. I want to showcase not only just indigenous people, but people like immigrants and refugees, like... There's Asian Australians, there's African Australians, there's so many multicultural people that live in Australia that are that are Australian, and I want more focus on them, as well as Indigenous people, as well as a couple of white people, as well as Australia's queer culture. Like we have a queer culture in Australia. It isn't the best. It's quite. It's very racist. Yeah, the way I would do it is similar, but not actually not similar, but similar to what the latter part of what you said. I would really. I would try to highlight the cities because a lot of in, uh, Australian tourism is like, oh, look at our vast fucking landscapes. Look at the Great Barrier Reef. Look at all our deserts. Look at Uluru. Look at Kakadu National Park. And it's like, bro, Melbourne is great, though. Like, 
Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane are fucking great places to be. And so is Adelaide if you're a fucking masochist like I am. <laughs> um, and Perth, Perth. Perth has the beautiful property of being the world's most isolated capital city. The world's most isolated capital city. Like, that's pretty cool, despite the fact that there's nothing else there. And, oh my god, how cool is, you know, uh, Hobart? I don't know. I've, I've never uh, been to I mean, Hobart, <laughs> ho- ho- Hobart does You can have, see Aurora um, Australialis from Hobart. And Canberra yeah, is cool true. because it basically means titty in the indigenous language. Like, how good is that? Like... I feel like we don't focus on the cities enough in these things. Like, yeah, we show the Opera House and the Eureka Sky Deck and all that, and maybe Movie World, but that's usually just to Australians. We don't show that to international audiences. And Australia is such a beautiful place. If you get your head out of your ass and stop fetishizing indigenous lands and, like, say, we made this queer scene, we made this cool coffee... And like you said, obviously, as in always, you would always want an indigenous, like multiple, many indigenous voices in the way that we represent Australia outside of ourselves. And I feel like that's something that this ad really misses because it's, it's really, it really is just like a 1700s, 1800s colonial, like white person with a drone it's just, mm. oh, look, this looks really pretty. You go see it. Oh, like, I have been to Uluru. It's, you just see it. Like, this is, I, I hate tourism. I hate being a tourist because you see all these sites, but then you go there and it's like, cool, saw that. What now? Okay, yeah, exactly. What now? And the thing is, like, I remember when people, when the whole thing with Uluru, like, saying like you can't climb on it anymore people went crazy for it oh my I was God. like Pauline Pauline. Pauline Pauline Hansen my favorite everyone who knows me everyone who knows me personally knows that I am very connected to Pauline Hansen in a very messed up <laughs> way and that will be a story for another day oh no the second they were like hey we're going to respect rights of indigenous people in this land and we're going to stop climbing all over Uluru Pauline just goes, I'm going to climb all the road. Like, bro, what? She's just, she's like, you grew up in like the 70s. Haven't you already done it? And it's like, it's, we can learn from this. And I feel like in the early 2000s, it was a time of when Australia was really starting to mainstreamly conceptualize the, the horrors of what we have done. And really put that out there and really confront ourselves. That was when we were starting Mm -hmm. to do it. Which is why this ad is so weird. Because your spokesperson is this beautiful model in a fucking bikini. Like, that's not what the average Australian looks like. That's not what the average Australian is. That's not what the Australian experience is. And promote the cities! Yeah, it's true. Like, I feel like there should be more promotions of the cities. And yes, like, you know, I feel like indigenous sites shouldn't be desecrated by tourists. Like, indigenous sites are indigenous sites. They're for indigenous people, not for tourists to look at. And so I don't think, like, 
I would not. I I take it back. I would not want to have a tourist like a tourist ad about like the landscape as much. I wouldn't want to do that because that's just disrespectful to indigenous communities. I would rather have it focus on the cities, focus on the multiculturalist society that we have in Australia. That we've got like like I'm saying we have Chinatown in both Sydney and Melbourne. They're amazing. There's amazing like places in like Melbourne that are very very diverse full of heaps of Asians heaps of Africans like Fitzroy has amazing like African restaurants like all of Carlton just absolutely fucking lit up when Italy won the Euro soccer thing whatever they were doing like that's how good it is you have these entire subsections of other cultures did you know that um Melbourne has I think the third biggest population of Greek people. Mm. Like, it's so... Like, Melbourne and Australia is so diverse. Like, Oakley is basically like Athens. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, my grandma used to live there, and it was... It's still so beautiful. And I remember when they banned smoking outdoors, all of Oakley was so pissed. Not when they banned smoking outdoors, but when they banned smoking outdoors in eating capacity. So, like, you can't sit down outside, have a meal, and have a ciggy. But all of Oakley was just like, fuck you. And it's like, that is Greek culture. Mm. Beautiful. And I, and, I, and I love it. And the thing is, like, although Australia is very multicultural, it should have, like, I really like the tourism ad should also have a huge focus on Indigenous voices and collaborating with Indigenous people on, like, what they would like to see or if they want anything to be seen. Like, do you, would you want a bunch of foreigners to just come in your land, step on it, desecrate it, and just leave? Like, nobody wants that. So if we're ever going to make a tourism ad, we talk to our First Nations. We should talk to our First Nations. That would be the first thing I do as the Prime Minister of Australia. <laughs> like, you should be having more First Nations people inside Parliament to help make decisions. And it's only recently until, like, this... like It's a few years ago that they actually had their first... First Nations and Indigenous people inside Parliament. I'm like, it took you this fucking long. It took you so long to listen to the voices of the people that have been on this land for 40,000 years. And you see that happen all the time. And obviously, like, the, I understand that Scotty for Marketing really wanted to include Indigenous people in it because, yes, they're so exotic. Oh, my God. But they also, it is quite inherently white as well. Like, it didn't have any people of color like it doesn't have any asian australians didn't have any you know african australians either didn't have anybody who came from other countries that live in australia and like immigrants are very important to the economy immigrants and refugees are very important to the australian economy like majority a majority of small businesses are you know are owned by immigrants and refugees so like have a focus on that yeah like focus on not only not only just indigenous people but getting rid of like all white people and just like putting in multicultural putting in people of color and refugees and immigrants and yes you can have white people here and there but like just don't create that whole fiction of just australia being entirely white because that's not true yeah and another thing about the uh fetishization of our landscape is we see it, especially in, for example, the Great Barrier Reef. When we advertise these things and lead tourists to it, 
it ends up eroding and destroying these environments because tourists, especially fucking seppos and yanks and poms, do not know how to treat our land. So, like, you advertise the Great Barrier Reef, like, oh, come here, look at this. And especially now when it's when it's not just, oh, come look at this, it's like, come look at this before it fucking dies because of our government is incompetent. It's, it's, it creates a sense of urgency. And so people come and they look at it and they go over it and they trample it and they do more damage than they would have if they would have just stayed the fuck at home and looked at pictures of it online. Like, bro, go to fucking movie world on the Gold Coast, okay? You can't erode the environment there, and you are actually contributing to the economy. That's another thing that cities, city advertising has. It's, you're advertising towards more of the economy. Like, you've got that. When you're in the city, you're going to spend money, like, oh, you get a coffee, you get a meal, you go to the museum, you go to the gallery, you you can spend more money in the city than you can seeing, like, fucking, I don't know, Kakadu National Park. Kakadu National Park, you're just going to be another German tourist that gets eaten by a crocodile. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's just very interesting how when certain phrases that were used during the ad were actually banned a lot in several countries, it will have to be changed, like... I know in Singapore, they actually had to change the campaign to so where are you instead of where the bloody hell are you? Um, Because it's just because the word bloody hell just has a very different connotation around the world. And so Scotty for marketing should have done his research. He should have made it more worldly. Like I I think one of the very interesting campaign that I was thinking about that actually worked quite well is this Johnny Walker campaign, like ad campaign. And it's just Johnny Walker walking. Like, that's his thing. He's just walking and he's just walking <laughs> to different parts of the world. And people love that. People be like, oh, my Johnny Walker is in China oh right now. Oh, my God, he do oh, be Johnny walking. Is, he do be walking. <laughs> Johnny Walker is in America. He's in New York. And it's just like, yeah, that's very smart. It's just like showcasing the beauty of the world, right? But like, Scotty really just did not hit home this, like, this time. And uh, also, this is just... Just another thing I wanted to say. Handball King. Kevin07. The second you said handball, I knew who you were talking about because I have seen that video. I rewatch it religiously. I just... Yo. Former Prime Minister. The one who actually said sorry. Who got booted and then came back and then got booted again. Ah, King Kevin. I... I love him. I would like to have a hug with him in a COVID-friendly environment. Like, I legitimately, like, I feel like he would just give such such great hugs. Yes, yes, me too. Kevin07 is just so nice. And, like, my parents loved him. My parents loved him so much. They're going to name my my younger sister. If he if she came out as a guy, she, they, would name him, they would name her Kevin. Like, I, my parents loved him so much because Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Rudd also was very worldly as well. He actually was fluent in Mandarin. He was fluent in Mandarin. And so he would go to China and he would just speak Chinese, like fluent Chinese. And I was like, man, he is, he is my my Asian king. (laughs) No, no. But he actually stated when he actually was speaking about the ad, because during that time he was the opposition leader. He was, he stated, and I quote, that campaign 
every place I have visited in the world has been basically described as an absolute rolled gold disaster, end quote. That is exactly what Kevin07 said about it, and I stand by his word. He is the handwalking. He actually, by the way, um, he actually gives you signs, um, free signs handballs. Oh my if you God. ask. I Yeah, so you can ask, you can just like literally ask him for a free like a free signs handball and he would actually give it to you. And for people who are not Australian and don't know what handball is, it's basically like a bounty ball. It's four and square, it's, like it's two square. It's like four square, two square. It right? is. And it's so the same thing. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And so people who don't know what four square, two square is, it's basically like tennis. It's like tennis, but like with a bouncy ball and you just hit it with your hand. That's it. That's the most easiest thing that I can like, that's the easiest way I can actually explain it. And Kevin07, the ex-prime minister of Australia, actually loves that game and he's amazing at it. So I'm just saying he is a man of many qualities and he did not shit himself in matches. No, and he said I'm sorry to our indigenous people, which wasn't much, but it was a start. But I find it interesting that Kevin uh, disparaged the ad, which, you know, predictable, but it's also another revealing moment of the failures of the ad. It's the fact that they're trying to advertise to international audiences, but they fail to recognize the cultural differences between other white-speaking nations. Advertising to the USA and the UK should, in theory, be easy because those are predominantly English-speaking countries. Like, there's not as many cultural barriers that you have to get across as opposed to a country where you don't speak the same language, which, in proximity terms, are countries closest to us. Like, our biggest tourism factor are, obviously, people from the continent of Asia. And... If you fuck up advertising to a country that speaks up to the same language as you, what else are you going to fuck up other than the fucking vaccine rollout? I'm so mad. Can we t- I just, I really, I just want my shot. I just want my jab. I just want to be fine. Like, like I'm just saying, boomers really need to get their, their, their shot ASAP so then I can get it. We'll talk about that next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. Thank you for listening to our advertisement analysis. Is that what we're kind of calling this series? Is oh, that we're just I like analyzing that. Australian Australian advertisements. What, what should we call it? Is it the ad ad an ad, ad analysis? <laughs> ad anal. Ad anal. <laughs> ad anal. <laughs> no. No, we'll think of a good name. <laughs> ad anal. Ad anal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you and...